It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Feckin' Check-In, Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. Show. All right. Uh, hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Feckin' Check-In. My name is Trainer, and with me is my co-host Toomey for the first time since the 23rd of March 2022. It's been a long time, Toomey. A very, very long time. It has been a long time. It's been too long. I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to act. But hello to all of the listeners <laughs> who we have abandoned for the last six months. Completely abandoned with no explanation whatsoever. But I, I kind of think maybe people have come to expect that a bit of us. Uh, we started loosening our commitment from the very beginning, nearly. Uh, and it just became looser and looser and looser <laughs> until yeah, it we, just stopped. We set high expectations at the start of weekly uh, sessions, and then as we went on, we lowered our expectations. So it, I suppose people just gave up on us, and that's yeah, what we were going for. They probably did, but this should be a nice surprise anyway. Um, I am going to try and get this out ASAP and po- post it up. Um, it gives people something to listen to while I bugger off on holidays for a while. I just posted an episode of Feckin' Metal as well, so uh, tie people over maybe for the fallow period ahead. And tied who over in particular? <laughs> Uh, well, I had inquiries from some listeners uh, if it was ever coming back. Um, Kirsty, uh, Twitter colleague, colleague of mine, Twitter <laughs> I don't colleague, say yes, Twitter friend, yes, uh, was asking about it because I was going on a traditional rant type of thing. Um, and actually, I've included that as one of the uh, topics to discuss. Um, and she's like, on that note, is a feckin' check-in ever coming back? And then Jonathan from Maiden A to Z is a big fan. He prefers this to uh, my metal podcast, which is funny, because that's how I know him. It's true the other one. And a couple of other people as well. So um, it's, uh, it is good to do it again, I think. Give people something to... It is good to, to do it again. <laughs> As eloquently put it as that. Yeah. Will I go into this banal entry or uh, introduction? Yes, please. I'm going to Google something here while you're doing that. All right. Okay. This is the Feck and Check-In, the podcast about funny observations, entertainment, culture, and kernels of truth. Together, that means Feck and Trainer for the 45th time. Will you... Lead us out on your funny observations from the last six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had a, a traditional trainer-esque um, transaction with uh, people in the dry cleaners recently. And this really inspired me to want to do an episode of the Feckin' Check-In, actually, because it's the thing that Feckin' Check-Ins are made of, basically. <laughs> um so I'm going to I'm going on holidays, going to a wedding, and I wanted to get a suit jacket and a shirt dry cleaned. Uh, they've been sitting in my wardrobe since the last time I wore them. And there used to be a dry cleaners in Ashtown, and it opened and closed numerous times. It opened under new ownership more than once since I've lived here. And last I knew it, it was closed, and the dry cleaning service had been transferred to the next door shop, which is a spar. So the guy basically was still running the service out of the spar, but he'd come and collect it and drop it back, etc. Right? So I've used that once, and it was fine. Um, so I walked up there with my clothes in hand to go get them dry cleaned the other day and I got to where the dry cleaners used to be and there was a dry cleaners open again in the shop and I was a bit confused by this because there was also a sign outside the spar advertising their dry cleaning service so uh, it was a bit unusual so I was kind of looking up at the shop and looking a bit confused and the woman inside was like okay and I was like oh yeah no it's just that this place is open and closed a few times I wasn't sure and she's like oh yeah no we're open we're back open uh, the last six months I was like, grand, okay. And I was like, fuck it, I'll just use this rather than the spar because that gets business from other things, you know. Um, and then I uh, I went in and I was like, look, I need to get a, a suit jacket and a shirt dry cleaned and I need them back by Thursday if possible. And she's like, absolutely, yeah, I'll fast track those for you. Uh, we might have them by Wednesday. I was like, that's brilliant, excellent. Um, this was on Monday, I think. And uh, I handed over the suit jacket and the shirt and she handed me back a receipt Firstly, she said, Jesus Christ, I hope somebody comes in to take over from me. I'm absolutely hanging. And I was like, okay, fair enough. She's like, oh, we're out on Saturday. I'm just not able anymore. Ha, 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 ha. I was like, yeah, whatever, banter. And then uh, she uh, was like, oh, this system is very slow. I'm really sorry. I was like, no worries, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've done enough of that myself, worked in call centers where it takes ages. And then she was like, this computer is shite. It's not working at all. And I was like, hmm, 
great. <laughs> like, inspiring confidence in this transaction that I was unsure about to begin with. Um, so basically, the computer wouldn't work. She ended up giving me a receipt for uh, a two-piece dinner suit. Um, and then she gave me another receipt for a shirt. So the two-piece dinner suit was seventeen euro, and the shirt was five fifty. Uh, and I was like, "That's that's very expensive, twenty-two fifty for two items." And I only really looked at them as I was going up the street. And I was like, "Ah, fuck it, I'll leave it. I'll just deal with it when I go back." And I, that I, I was walking up the super value anyway. And on, on my way back, and I was like, "No, I'm becoming too soft with these things." Years ago, I would have gone in and I would have complained, or I would have been like, "I'm sorry, I, I don't believe this is correct." And when I came back in, she was like, "I know what you're going to tell me. It's the it's the." The receipt, isn't it? I was like, yeah. And she's like, right. Uh, no, it's just that the system isn't working. He hasn't got it updated properly. I was like, no, you just logged it incorrectly. But anyway, uh, she ended up giving me, crossing off the 17 on the jacket thing, writing 10 down in pen. And then I was like, right, so what's the story here? Like, And she's like, well, look, it'll, it'll be 15.50 altogether. And then they sent me a confirmation text as well while I was on my way at the Super Value. But the confirmation text was for a two-piece dinner suit. And I was like, right, so I've got two items. One of them, the price has been changed. Uh, the other one is fine. Uh, I've only received one text. Is this definitely going to work out all right? And she was like, yeah, no, no, it's grand. It's grand. It's absolutely grand. I was like, okay. And then I was just walking away going, the woman told me she was hungover. The computer system isn't working. She's given me incorrect receipts. She's sent only one text. I was like, this is going to be an absolute fucking disaster when I go to pick it up. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I don't know. It was just, then I went into Spar and I was asking how much, uh, how much their dry cleaning service is. Because I was going to pull it out of there and put it into Spar. And your man took about 10 minutes to find out the price of a suit jacket how much it cost to dry clean he was researching all this documentation in in the side back room of the shop and he's like a jacket will be uh, 8 to 12 euro and I was like which is it is it 8 or 12 I was already agitated and he was like well it depends on the weight of the jacket I was like it's a suit jacket it's a normal suit jacket he's like okay so between 8 and 12 I was like what do you mean between 8 and 12 what's the price to get a dry clean and he was like well 8 to 12 I was like Right, okay. And then how much is the shirt? And he's like, around three euro. I was like, what do you mean around three euro? Like, it's a shirt. It's a standardized shirt. It's a standard suit jacket. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. Like, there's two dry cleaners operating. I had absolutely no confidence in either of them. And I basically walked home thinking that I wasn't going to get my clothes back. Uh, but today they texted me and unbelievably it all worked out perfectly. And the 15.50 price was correctly logged and they had the two items there ready to go. I was almost hoping it wouldn't go well because I could have added some more spice to this story. It would have been more go. anger in the story, but uh, <laughs> instead it was resolved. It was resolved, <laughs> yeah. But it was just like, it was like, I'm, oh, Jesus, I'm hungover. Our computers don't work. I've given you the wrong receipt. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the text. I was like, this is awful stuff. Like, uh, I mean, so many dry cleaners before them have gone out of business in that place. So I don't know what makes them think that they're going to succeed where many others have failed in the past, but that didn't inspire confidence in me anyway. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it makes me think about the what it must be like to be a dry cleaner. Like, who are these people? And, like, the guy in the back doing the research, like, the, like... Yeah. it's just all strange i can well, imagine them with like bad shirts and like yeah. stressed out and the spar operation is the men. weirdest one because i i asked him when i was in there i was like so is this in the, in any way linked to the dry cleaners next door he's like no 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 it's a separate business so you've got dueling inept dry cleaners who are next door neighbors with one another in a small uh row of shops in ashtown where three previous differently owned dry cleaners have failed before them but now there's two there who think that they're going to succeed <laughs> which is interesting to me. <laughs> We're going to make a go of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever see like pokey little shitty shops and like they're a news agent or a cafe or something and it opens and it closes down in a few months and then something similar opens a few months later and then again and again and again. You're like looking at the kind of new shop going, but what makes you think that you're going to be any different? There's one on um, yeah. O'Connell Street just near Fibbers there. It's been like a cafe, a shop, or, like a convenience store. Uh, you know, it's just like... You know, I don't know. I don't understand why people keep opening businesses in premises which have a terrible track record of doing business. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely get that. And uh, I, I was thinking about uh, as well my own relationship with shirts as you were talking about dry cleaners. Yeah. I tend to, I don't iron. I haven't ironed in years. Me I can't neither. remember the last time I ironed. So I've tried to buy non-ironed shirts, but it's a bit of a scam because they're, you sort of have to iron them as well. Yeah, it's a swindle. Uh, it's a swindle. So uh, I tend to wash them. They get uh, uh, cr- crinkled. What's the word? Creased. Creased. Yeah. Creased in the wash. And then I don't really wear them anymore. <laughs> I put them back in the closet and I don't wear them ever again. And then I buy a new shirt. Well, yeah. One man I used to work with uh, asked me, have I ever heard of the Celt iron? And I was like, no, tell me, what's the Celt iron? He's Celt like, the Celt iron. iron. Have you heard of this? 
No, it sounds like a QVC thing or something. A QBC? Q- QVC infomercial is about to... Oh, right. <laughs> well, I was like, no, I've never heard of this. What is it? He's like, basically, you get out of the shower, you dry your bottom half, you don't dry your top half, and you put on your creased shirt. And the warmth and the residual uh, moisture on your body will iron the shirt for you. I was like, this is a load of bollocks. <laughs> and lo and behold, I did it like a fool, like a damn fool. I got out of the shower, put on a shirt that was quite creased, and I'd say maybe it lifted... 10 to 15 percent of the creases so it's not completely without merit but it was essentially a load of shite um so i was just wearing a wet shirt then uh, basically so it takes care of 10 percent of the creases and it destroys your shirt even further and worse it destroys your pride and are you going to, are you going around with the bottom half of the towel on the bottom half and then the shirt on top so you dry your bottom half you t- yeah you i put on a pair of boxers and i put, on, I put okay. on this wet shirt and it, yeah it just looked like a damn fool um i wonder is this a, a rib maybe he was ribbing me and uh, it's not actually a thing at all and <laughs> foolish people like me well, try it out he's very very good joke if he is yeah um yes. i uh i had another one i wanted to talk about as well uh so this is from kirsty on um on twitter so she said her friend won a competition where she got a year's supply of bread right um, I, I'm sure you're familiar with this concept. A year's oh, yeah, supply. Oh, year's supply of toilet roll or yeah. cleaning products or whatever. I've heard. Yeah. And I was like, what exactly is the year's supply? What what, did, what what does she actually get? And she's like, I'm going to go ask her. And she's like, right, right. So I found out she gets two sliced loaves per week and a six-pack of rolls or croissants or something like that. Um, and I was like, right, okay, so that's a year's supply. Okay, I mean, maybe two, two sliced pans a week and a six-pack of rolls. Fair enough. Uh, you mightn't probably use more than that. Um, but then I was like, but how does she get this year's supply of bread? And she was like, I'm not sure. I'm going to go ask her. I was like, yeah, do. <laughs> and uh, she went back to her friend. And basically, it's actually vouchers that they get given uh, where they can go to a local shop every week and collect this uh, year's supply of bread. So I was thinking, right, so she's won a prize uh, for which she has to work uh, to gain the, the prize. And actually, 52 times a year, she has to travel to this shop to wait to avail of the fucking alleged year supply of bread that she well, won. 104 uh, times if she has to go twice a week. Well, I suppose bread. you could pick up the two sliced pans and the rolls in one thing. Although you, you mightn't want to because you might... You might, you might want fresh bread. Yeah, you might want fresh bread. Yeah, so 104 times you're going to make me work for this prize <laughs> that I've allegedly won. Uh, which I t- use the word... Uh, again, I use the word swindle. It's a fucking swindle. If I'm winning a year supply of bread, I don't want to have to work for it. Do you know when you like win something like a, a one for all voucher and you're like, for fuck's sake, I have to go and fucking spend this now? It's like it's just yeah. like it, it's yeah, more oh, awkward yeah. than it's worth. Vouchers are the most stressful present to receive. Yeah, and then you feel like you have to spend it well. You know, I better spend this well on something that oh, I want. I'll but save then, that. I'll save that. Yeah, and then you end up waiting two years for it. And it yeah, yeah, and, and then you're like, I better buy something good that I wouldn't normally buy. But then your brain just malfunctions and all of your like logic deserts. You're like, I don't know what to buy. Yeah. But <laughs> it's stressful. Like sometimes, and, and it, you should be using it on things you would normally buy because you're going to normally buy them, and then you're getting the discount on money you were going to spend anyway. You well, shouldn't. Yeah, so I, I came way. into several one for all vouchers over the years. So we used to win them and work for things, or we get given them and whatever. And like, yeah, it was great to get a prize. <clears> blah blah blah. I'm not ungrateful. Blah blah. blah. Oh, I'm not in any way ungrateful now. I must but, say, I must say. Yeah, but uh, I had loads of these things on the go, and some of them had a little, like a balance on them, and I couldn't remember which was which. And uh, I just started buying my fucking shopping up in Super Value with them because they accept them. And I was like, what's the point in doing nothing else with it? Because it's just it's just a stress. Uh, and then they never like the bloody chip and pin things or the 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 touch off touch on thing at the till wouldn't accept them half the time it was just a bloody nightmare uh, winning this free money yeah oh it's it's terrible but anyway absolutely terrible having to go to the shop 52 or 104 times per year to collect your year supply of bread is an absolute swizz i think and it's not a prize it's i'm gonna make you work for this and then like another person on twitter don chimed in saying yeah and of course you're gonna have impulse buys when you're in the shop or the bakery or whatever it is uh so they're just dragging you out of your house 104 times a year that's a, that's no prize in my book and i don't think you're gonna go all 104 times you might go 37 times exactly then, so you're not even gonna then, get this fucking bread to begin with yeah so there you go kirsty um it's a sham it's a sham it's a, a swindle, sham kirsty a swiz i feel my my consolation for your friend consolations consolations no that's not right is it commiserations probably commiserations to her friend and consolations to her (laughs) for uh, i don't know something uh okay you said you had an f as well 
I did, yes. Uh, it was just a very quick one. It was I was doing a bit of teaching in uh, university as part of my job, and uh, I I work in a sort of a hospital most of the time, and I just had this day out, a day released out in to do a bit of teaching, mm. and. Uh, I just used some of the teaching to rant about my job, unashamedly. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and I told them I'm ranting about my job. And yeah. I said to them, you don't have to say anything back to this. I just wanted to get it off my chest. Excellent. And, and it was great. And I got it off my chest and they all laughed. Uh, so that's just a very quick one. Uh, but there was no one else in work to talk about or nobody outside of work to talk about it to because um, they wouldn't really understand what I was going on about. So is this like maybe a chosen career path of these people you were ranting to? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Anything in particular you you wish to voice? Or I, I, you... I was going on about like how following things in the book, I, and I took out a book and I was like gesturing. They want us to follow what's in the book. They have to do what's in the book as opposed to adjusting to the individual. Oh yes, just follow the book. Yeah. And then I was I was going on a big rant. <laughs> it's almost I had to calm myself down. <laughs> I think as a student, I'd appreciate that. I always loved uh, lecturers who had a bit of personality or like, you know, um, didn't just go by the book, basically, uh, <laughs> yeah. who get brought up, brought something extra to the, the lecture. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a big thing, the debate between following the book or individualizing treatment for individual people. Mm. And we even get it with uh, the sleep consultants. We've had two sleep consultants to help us with Ben's sleep. He's seven months old now. And the first one was just completely by the book. And the second one is like adapted completely to his routines and his and the second one is much better. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like something like what you do. People know what you do. For everything anyway. Like, yeah, whatever you're learning. Adaptability is key to any process succeeding. Really, you can't doing stuff by rote is um, like it's just pointless. Like a lot of the time, because You'll meet. Yeah. You'll get. You get to a crossroads, and you're like, "Shit, the book doesn't say what to do here." Uh, mm. And then, well, then where do you go? And sometimes in uh, in medicine and health science, the evidence is generated for the book. So what's written in the book is tested out in an experiment to see if it works. And yeah. then people who religiously follow the book would say, "I'm following the book because there's evidence there." Mm. But you can't. It's much harder to generate evidence for adapting it to the individual. You can't yeah. go to the, the lab. And, and generate that evidence. So there's going to be, it isn't going to be the same quality of evidence. So there's a divide between people who are like, oh, we follow the book because of the evidence. And yeah. then people like me who are more like, okay, follow the evidence loosely, but mm. adapt it to the individual. Yeah, so absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, so maybe that's the F's done. I think it is the F's done. Yeah, indeed. And uh, I also, uh, oh no, actually, I had a shitey one. I'm not going to do a fuck over here all day. Right. Uh, e, right. I put in a Better Call Saul finale. So I had been talking to you during the you know the episodes as they were airing mm-hmm. but we only talked about the first few um i did mention as well in a previous episode of the feckin check-in that i was going to try listen to a podcast alongside it but i found yes. while i did enjoy the podcast which was really good um it was i was talking to four or five different people anyway about each episode after the episode aired so mm-hmm. i was having the conversation again and again and again and when i went to listen <laughs> to the like fourth episode of the podcast i was like i don't need to hear this from two other fucking people <laughs> i've heard all of the valid Overkill. viewpoints uh, yeah. of all the things but what did you make of the last few episodes um and what did you think of the ending I thought it was a very emotional ending and and it was admirable the way he didn't try to have like this uh, cutesy type of ending that it was at the end of Breaking Bad where Walt killed everyone it was like everything was wrapped up into a nice little package yeah it was kind of it was a sad ending and uh, tears were shed in the Toomey household mm. when old uh, Saul was left in the <coughs> spoiler yeah what's your fuck it it's been on ah, long fuck, enough now yeah ah, fuck them uh, yeah he was left in the prison <laughs> she's she's going away uh, very sad uh, ending yeah and a human ending and a nice ending one that stuck stuck after those endings I'm always like oh, I wish they didn't end it like that and I'm upset about it mm. but then after a few weeks you get a bit of distance from it and you're like that was actually a really good way to end it yeah and I can't think of any other way they could have I didn't know where they were going with it at all actually um, the episode where he made makes the call <coughs> to Kim and the first time around, you don't hear what she says. He clearly goes off the rails there and gets really sloppy when he 
visits that house to try and steal your man's information. But I didn't really put those pieces together until after we heard the conversation with Kim. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, why the fuck is he stealing watches? And why is he drinking whiskey in this lad's house? Like, it's completely unlike him. Um, and it didn't really make any sense that he was being so sloppy um, and visiting the thing when the drugs would have worn off and all that. Like, I was just like, this is ridiculous. But then you realise that the conversation with Kim went, when it made him go completely off the rails. And when he had mm. that, that, was it a rope or a... What he was gonna kill the old woman. He had something up to her neck. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he had a rope. Whatever. And, anyway, and there, and there was another scene where he, when he was doing the robbery, when he had something in his hand, he was about to hit the guy with the head. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then your man just that was a similar collapsed anyway. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, he was like that was completely uncharacteristic of him. But he clearly just gone off the rails entirely. Um, but it was very funny. Um, the first episode where he was shown that old woman how to use the laptop, a friend of mine, Dan, was like, wouldn't it be funny if she was the one who rumbled him eventually? And I was like, yeah, that would yeah. be actually a brilliant plot twist. And then that's actually what <coughs> happened. Um, yeah. But I thought it was yeah. excellent as well. Um, the fact that he went to prison, it was, he, he basically, I was saying to other people, I thought it was like a reverse Shawshank Redemption. He's like, he went out of his way to be imprisoned. Um yeah, <laughs> but he redeemed himself in the process uh, b- yeah. because it was the only way he could redeem himself. What the fuck else was he going to do as Saul, Gene, or fucking uh, yeah. Jimmy in the outside world? There was nothing left for him, I don't think. Yeah, I would have liked him to do the seven year option and somehow redeemed himself in the process of that. It seems a bit bleak that he's going to be in there till he dies, but. That's yeah, but it's probably more realistic as well, I think. I, I thought that seven year deal was very unrealistic when it was being brought up as an option. Um, like mm. all of the things they had him for, uh, you know, conspiracy to traffic massive amounts of meth. You know, like it's a huge, massive crime. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of glad he ended up getting a longer prison sentence because it would have been. I thought it would have been a bit silly if he only had to do seven years. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, it was a bit unrealistic. Like he didn't have so much sway in those negotiations that he could get it down to only seven years, really, mm. compared to what to what he did. Go on. I, I was just going to say. Um, the the focus on the last say I think it was the last five episodes or four episodes even on him in the future I was waiting that for the entire five or six series of of Better Call Saul and my fear was always like what are they going to do with this character yeah. in this situation and I I think that kind of came up a little bit in those episodes I was thinking where's this going or mm. he's up to like hijinks he's he's yeah. robbing stuff and he meets an old lady and but like I I just can't imagine that storyline being extended over five or six series i would love to see that more so than the prequel stuff but it kind of i can understand why they didn't based on what we saw yeah i was kind of always anxious about that as well and it reminds me back to breaking bad remember you'd get the flash forwards of walt and he'd be like in a cabin or he'd be eating his breakfast in a diner and he'd have like a big beard and hair i'd be like where the fuck is this going and like it was called they're almost there's almost an anxiety to it because yeah you can't join the dots and then even not not even that you can't you can't predict the dots for the for the future you know you just like it's you absolutely yeah. have no idea where the story is going yeah. but i think that's brilliant and it's i don't remember a television show that's captivated me as much i, I wouldn't even say breaking bad captivated me as much as that did because there were so many moving parts to it, and especially in the final few episodes where you have kind of three different timelines of like Breaking Bad era, early Saul era or Jimmy era, and then the future era as well. And they're all coexisting and it makes complete sense. I think it was really well, um, they pulled it off really well. Yeah, yeah, it was excellent. Yeah, um, I'm not really a reviewer of <laughs> programs, so I don't really know if I can say more, but I th- I would give it a nine point seven out of ten. Nine point seven as a series. I know neither am I. I just wanted to talk about it because I would give Breaking Bad a nine point eight. By the way. Oh okay. I think I'd give Saul I'd give Saul the win over Breaking Bad, but Breaking Bad made Better Call Saul exist, so maybe technically that is better. I'm not sure. I just yeah. want to say one thing about Kim. I thought her life was absolutely fucking miserable in the future. Um, oh yeah. It was so so bleak and I just I actually felt for her like and I think that's one thing about that show that differentiates it from others is that you actually feel empathy while watching it whereas most other things you're like that's ah, just a television show. Um whereas yeah. this really draws you in I feel <clears throat> or felt. Yeah, uh, and definitely compare if you compare the female leads in Breaking Bad and, and Better Call Saul, um, what's her face? Uh, 
Hal, <laughs> Walt, <laughs> Walt's uh, wife. Oh, Skyler. Skyler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very unsympathetic character. I was, what you know the way sometimes clips of it come on and you see it from time to time? Mm. I, the first thing that comes into my head is, oh, that annoying fucking bitch. <laughs> Wagon. Skyler, yeah. <laughs> but like, like, it's really hard to have sympathy for someone uh, who's just inherently annoying. I know, yeah. But she was the only one who actually was talking sense for any of that show, really, <clears> like... <throat> Ah, uh, unfurnished. <laughs> but you uh, no, I didn't like her either. But you weren't. I don't think you were supposed no, no, to like she, her because she was taking away all the fun. Of the she, yeah, she was taking away all the fun. But if that was maybe the Kim actress, there was something about her that was more likable, or like the the lines that they gave Skyler, the way she was written, it was all always moaning and mm. whining and stuff like that. Cock, Whereas Kim had co- Kim had a lot more depth to her. She was cock blocking the drugs, <laughs> yeah. the drug dealing. <laughs> It's like a feck off Skyler. It's a killjoy. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's that's better call Saul. Anyway. Uh, right. Uh, let's move on to C. Yeah. Why not? C for culture. C is for culture. The culture vultures. The vultures of culture. That's who we are. Um, this one is something we've talked about again and again, but now it's kind of morphed into a new thing. How are you finding the blended working? Does your company or job use that term? How do you feel about the term? <laughs> well, uh, we we use the word hybrid. Oh yeah, hybrid, mm. hybrid. Um, well, there's a couple of ways I could address this. I could address this in terms of experiences relating to running a therapeutic group, and then my own personal experiences of the, my week, my working week. Is there a particular one you'd like me to cover first? As exciting as both of those sound, <laughs> do both. Why not do both? <laughs> Well, I'll do the, the the one in the group. Uh, I don't know if this is particularly entertaining or funny or crass. Doesn't or need to be funny. Like that or, we're not comedians. Um, but we're we're doing this uh, group therapy uh, program in work where people are talking and learning stuff about their health. That be all vague yeah. and stuff, and people can guess what I'm doing at this stage. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but you kind of get a, a conversation going in the group. There could be like six people in the room, but then there's like three people online on this big screen in the background and this is hybrid a hybrid group so you can either log in online or be in the room yeah and in the room the conversation is flowing and it's like oh that's what you think bianca (laughs) oh that's bianca what you said to kevin really really resonates (laughs) that's fantastic kevin oh bianca what do you think about kevin said Mm. and it's all this like back and forth yeah yeah yeah. i don't use that voice when i'm doing it but for comedic effect I, i do yes and then it's like there's this conversation flowing and then it's like so what do we think online oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, what do the guys think online anyone online have a, an opinion you ourselves <laughs> breaking up the flow of the conversation yeah what yeah online whatever so it, it completely uh, it's not no not their fault blah, 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 blah. Uh, but it breaks up the flow of what we were trying to do so yeah and I, I presume you've had similar experiences with meetings yeah yeah I have actually yeah um, and the people who are are uh, online are exactly they're just kind of discarded disruptive yeah. <laughs> and they're usually less engaged oh, in the meeting they're, 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 they're zoned out they're a complete nuisance <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, they are actually. <laughs> but I, I, um, yeah. I have attended some of these things online as well when I, A, couldn't or B, didn't want to go into the office that day. And you're not engaged at all. You're kind of you're kind of half answering emails, half looking at your phone. Um, and just like you're not, it's not like you're at a meeting at all. But I was... You could be in your underpants. Could be in like, your underpants, yeah, exactly. But I was wondering, um, do you have an obligation to come in a certain amount of time as an employee now, not for group therapy sessions and things like that? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So that was the second part of my point. <laughs> 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 um, again, very boring and and uh, no. basically, I come in two days a week and I come in to do those groups, those therapeutic groups, and three days I'm at home. Hmm. The days I come in, I don't really have an office. Um, some people have an office. The people who've been there a long time have like an established office but there isn't enough desks for everybody when everyone comes in so there's this kind of weird hot desky thing mm. but the people who have an established office say for five years are being asked to book into their own office right which i find very strange so like they have all their decorations their photos of their family yeah, 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 everywhere yeah. it's like their private office and technically i could book into their office mm. and just arrive in and just say what are you doing here mary yeah yeah, yeah. i've i've booked in here and, uh, and bianca's in here tomorrow so bianca can... and kevin are coming in as well yeah 
Yeah, it's a funny one, all right, yeah. We, we don't have that exactly. I think there are enough desks for everybody. If Should we all come in, which will never happen until they make us. But um, I've kind of adopted a desk as my own. Um, and I've sat there every single time I've been in, which is only re- really seven or eight times since April. Um, but what I found is that I I work mainly with, with projects um, in my job, and I have done for the last several years. But I do have a core team, and I um, I find that I don't, we have had a couple of social things where we went out for food or drinks or whatever. But I find in between the social events, I'm forgetting people's names. So, like, mm. I'm going in studying. We have a thing called The Hub, and you can look at people's... Uh, you can look at people. You can look at their, their faces. Their profile. Yeah, yeah, and most people have a photo up. So I'm, like, going in uh, cramming. Re- researching. <laughs> I'm going into the office cramming people's names and, and faces um, uh, <laughs> before I go in. And it's like... I don't like. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. My company has recently invested in a massive new building, and no one's in it. There's a fuck all people in the canteen. Uh, we don't have to come in except for maybe a couple of times a month, um, and it's it's really strange. And I, I I don't know where it's going to go. But I find while we've had a few social events and things like that, there's no you can't get the relationships with people that you used to have, and mm. I don't know if that's ever going to improve really. Even if there's only an element, even if it's only 50% working from home. But other people's 50% mightn't sync up with yours, so you might never see them. Um, yeah. And I, I just, I find the thing all very strange. And I I was in the canteen, and, uh, or no, actually, we were at a talk, um, and we were all in the office the other day, and there was this girl, let's call her Nula, that's not a real name, and she came up to me, and uh, I'd been cramming. <laughs> I'd been doing my research in the morning. I was like, oh, there's fucking Nula now. And uh, she came up to me, and she was like, I'm sorry, I've forgotten your first name. And she said first name, which is unusual. I was like, oh, so you know my second name, do you, Nula? Um, but she's like, I'm really sorry, you've forgotten my first name. And before telling her, I went, Nula, isn't it? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nula. <laughs> and I just told her, oh, it's Fergal, yeah. And she's like, and I just went, oh, write that one down. And I think she was a bit offended by that. But anyway. <laughs> You were so smoky. I made it. I know. I made a hand gesture of it, writing it down. That's, um, anyway, Nula. Uh, but yeah, I only knew her because I'd been doing some cramming uh, beforehand. Some research, yeah. and that becomes the the norm. Yeah. The norm. Uh, yeah. Do you have any issues with masks? Like when you meet people, or is nobody's wearing masks because I they wear masks because I'm in a health setting. Yeah. So you kind of vaguely know someone from online. You just see their eyes. You've only met them once before, mm. so you end up staring at them. Yeah. And you don't know who they are, and they engage you, and they're staring at you. Yeah. And you're hoping that it it'll become clear who they are within the context of the conversation. So. You don't end up using their name for two minutes. Yeah. And then it comes to you eventually. And then you're like, oh, Nula. Yeah, that's right, Nula. Nula. Oh, yeah, thanks, Nula. Yeah. yeah Once yeah. It, it dawns on you, their name, you're, you want to use it all oh, the time. Yeah. No, we don't have any masks, thankfully. Um, but I have met some people recently that I've only known virtually for, for two years. So that was a bit strange, all right. Um, and you're going up to them. You're, you're 97.5% certain that it's them. But it might not be. It might be somebody who looks a bit like them. Um, but, yeah, I went up to a couple of people. like, hi. Nice to meet in person finally finally <laughs> so strange yeah. isn't it yeah um well it is it's very different for you i know because uh you were very much invested if i should put it so bluntly you were very invested in the social scene and work i i wasn't as much but uh i get what you mean like we were on a a, a night out there like a, a standard work night out over this it was in june or something like that mm. and um I was a bit startled by the whole thing. I was a bit like, oh, Jesus, all these people from work in the one room and now they're getting drunk and I'm, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And yeah. and you end up like like saying all that drunken crap and people say that drunken crap to you and then like it's, you're just out of the rhythm of that. It's an isolated event now. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Jesus, I wish almost that I didn't say those things or, or they didn't, or they weren't drunk because now I have to relate to them. Yeah, and work I know. I, I was like, at a, I was at an event there a while ago, barbecue in a hotel, and I walked in, and uh, we were all having a few drinks, and I was chatting away like Billyo to a couple of girls who I vaguely half knew, uh, and then we were like talking loads, and then I saw them in the office like a week later, and I just walked by and was like, "Hi, <laughs> <laughs> how's it? How are things?" <laughs> It's it's weird because when you don't have the interaction the next day, it's like oh last night was deadly, and then the next day after that, and the next day, and the lunch and the canteen and the blur. It's like yeah. you see them again two weeks removed from fucking them being yeah. your best mate, and it's just kind of like how are you? Uh, there was yeah, nothing has happened in between. It's all deleted, yeah. Mm. And all that's happened is you've said things that you normally wouldn't say, and they've done the same. Yeah, which makes you 
awkward and embarrassed. Yeah. I, I was reading something that we sometimes want other people to be consistent. So we, we don't mind inconsistency in ourselves. We like to be different in different situations ourselves, but other people, we, we like to be consistent. So when we see them acting completely different, that could be really off, jarring. Not off-putting, but jarring. Jarring is the word. Wait till you hear so, this, right? Um, this person might listen to this, but I, I strongly doubt it. I'm going to bring it up anyway, because this is a podcast and we can say and do whatever the hell we want. Uh, I was in work and a girl who I know well enough came over to me Made a point of sitting down at my desk and uh, the conquered down, you know, and I was like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Loads of chat. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe she was sitting actually eventually, but um, loads of chat for ages, you know, uh, ha- you know, hadn't really seen her that much in a while. And uh, then I saw her at the train station uh, the following day and uh, I had my headphones on, but I saw her and she walked by me and completely blanked me, turned the other way. And uh, I said, let's call her Nula as well. I was like, Nula, Nula. <laughs> And she disregarded me saying Nula. And I said it again later. I was like, Nula. <laughs> and she was completely looking away from me and just blanked me. And I was like, that was a fucking inconsistency that really threw me. Uh, I was like, how can you be? Yeah. How can you like be so different day to day? I can understand somebody wanting to blank you at the train station, right? But it was I was actually in a position where we were so physically occupying the same space that it would have been mental to blank like that's what i was yeah. thinking like we were right beside yeah. each other so like i would definitely blank people on trains buses we've talked about this on a previous episode yeah, yeah. but like everyone does but it was like walking by definitely saw each other definitely blah blah blah. definitely heard me saying nula and, I, and uh, then just blank <laughs> blankety blank i was like this is <laughs> mental uh, like, and then i was like that is inconsistent do you know what she's yeah. completely entitled to do that and maybe didn't want to talk to anybody or could have been any number of things occupying her mind or whatever but i was just like that's fucking weird uh, She's hunkering down on a Wednesday and blanking on a Thursday. Maybe hunkering down wasn't right. Or maybe she just sat <laughs> down. No, I prefer that image of her. Yeah, hunkering. Let's say hunkering. <laughs> hunkering. Hunkering, down. like, you know, really wanted to have the chat. And it was like, so really, I don't know. It was like, uh, what do you say? What was that word you said before? Dis- I was disconsolate. <laughs> disconsolate. <laughs> At the blanking. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I looked uh, like a fool as well saying Nula twice as well was like uh, I felt like a moron um, <laughs> and then other people around must have seen and heard it was a very busy train station I won't say which one I've given away enough anyway uh, Houston station I don't know I don't know if she she listens to this she does always ask me about the podcast it would be interesting if she did listen if she did and she brought it up and she'd say I wasn't hunkering <laughs> I was l- leaning at best I wasn't hunkering yeah that's what I did. that's probably yeah. a creative license there but anyway um another example of that is going back to the work night out people who you work kind of closely with in a team and then on the night out they're like joe friendly and mm. their arm around you almost and mm. jovial and mm. banter and all this like affectionate and all this and then you see them on the monday and it's back to okay now the first time item on the agenda because <laughs> because you're back to online on the monday yeah like so I know. you don't have like you said, you don't have that check-in about the night out. Yeah. Like you, so you're back to like the, the work practices. And then it's like, what? Did, did Saturday even happen? Yeah, it's like, What's going on it's like it didn't happen. It's like it exists in a vacuum, I think. That's, mm. that's what I find a lot of the time lately in the last four or five months. Uh, anything that happens on the night out, it exists in a vacuum. Or it's, it's a, like, you know, what does like DC Comics, like it's Earth 52 but it's, it's not this one. It's like the alternate reality yeah. <laughs> where Batman and Joker all, are mates. Alternative, <laughs> alternative versions of ourselves that don't exist in reality. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, like, uh, yeah, I, that's what I find. But it's, it's really weird, and I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't see it changing. Yeah. But the only thing that could change it is a mandatory, you have to come into the office uh, maybe four days a week, and I possibly could see that happening. But... Um, mm. I can feel people getting nostalgic for it very quickly. Uh, I've said this yeah. to a few people. Maybe I said it to you, but um, it'll be all like, "Do you remember back when we all used to be in the office together? Collaboration, remember?" <laughs> and everyone do you remember you, going for coffees together. You could pop onto somebody's desk. You didn't need to do a bloody feckin' Teams call for every bloody shagging thing. I don't know who this yeah. is. It's someone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I can feel, I can I can feel the nostalgia almost already. You know, it's it's gonna happen. Uh, I remember you could just pick someone out and then hunker down whenever you want. <laughs> and blank them at the train station the next <laughs> blank day. Blank them the next day. I'm fully aware, by the way, that we did a whole segment of me blanking the person I sat beside in work on the bus every day for months or years. Uh, I'm fully aware yeah. of that. But this one was, 
that was almost like an agree a, sil- a silent agreement between people. Um, but, but this one was just I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being a hypocrite. I probably am being a hypocrite actually. Maybe you're being inconsistent. Uh, maybe, yes. Mm. 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 Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, blended working. There you go. Um, so this one, it's a K for the kernel of truth. Uh, and I thought it was very interesting. I, I heard a different version of it. Um, so it was CM Punk, the wrestler, who said this, right? Uh, he said, A lie makes its way around the world twice before the truth gets out of bed and puts its boots on. He was making it more like a wrestling thing. But it's an old quote that's been attributed to people like Winston Churchill. And it's actually older than that. Um, but I thought it was really interesting. It's talking about how rumors spread more quickly than the truth. Because often they're juicier, more interesting. And... Uh, you want to believe them more than the actual thing. Any thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. Yeah, I guess. Lies and exaggerations. We have one going on at the moment in the Irish media. Did you hear about that teacher? Um, yes. Who has gone to prison. Or not. Whatever you want to The charged yeah. prison yeah. court. Whatever. Because the, the narrative is that he used... Where we refuse to use transgender pronouns yes. in school, mm-hmm. but the real reason he is going to prison is because he violated a court order which was barring him from returning back to school. Yes. So he marched into school and had some sort of speech or altercation with all the staff, and was completely disruptive. And that's why he went. Yeah, to and he to and he was sitting in an empty classroom in protest. I read as well. Yeah, but the Irish Independent, which is pretty much these days a fucking rag. Uh, published the headline insinuating that his refusal to use the pronoun they was the reason he was court ordered to be arrested by the judge but actually yeah the truth is what we what you've said yeah and it's like the independent is supposed to be like a broadsheet newspaper which you know is a rung above the ladder of the likes of the star and the mirror and the fucking sunday world and all but like I, f- I found numerous times recently, and I don't even really deliberately go onto the independent website, but I would see news articles. Uh, I found recently really irresponsible headlines and poor journalism in general from them. The Irish, the Irish Independent? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Irish Independent are, have become more like the sun. Yeah. And all those tabloids, maybe they always were. Maybe I've just paid more attention to, to it recently. But I, 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 don't I know, think but they used to have a much better reputation, like 20 years ago, maybe. Uh, yeah. They did, in our house. It was them and the Times were seen as, like, you know, a a cut above the the red tops, as they call them. Um, But now the Independent is, like, it's a red top in sheep's clothing or something like that. Yeah, it has a lot of opinionated uh, kind of uh, opinion columns and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, the Irish Independent's gone down terribly. And just generally misleading things like that headline. Um, But it is interesting, though, because, like, people... Uh, like what I think as well is like people are really quick to react as well to isn't it a disgrace or you know um, like you'd see Twitter outrage when they read a portion of a sentence of a fucking headline and no one really well that's actually an exaggeration I don't I, a lot of people aren't really interested in the truth they just want the the lie or the the half truth uh, because it's juicier and it's easier to just be annoyed about and spread. <laughs> Exactly. An example of that is, is hunk, hunkering, which we just had in the last segment. <laughs> I was much more interested in my attention went to that. I just had this image of I don't know why in my head it was, but it was an overweight woman hunkering down right. her legs. I, I know she don't comment on that, but that's the image I got. I created independently in my head. Right. And that to me is funnier. I just like to clarify that N- Nula is not overweight. <laughs> Right, okay. Just in case she does listen to this. And it gets taken out of context and it gets printed in the independent. Hunkering down, uh, spreading herself over your desk. <laughs> oh my God, so, I'm going to get in so much The point is, that's it. a lie. And you didn't say any of that. But I, to me, that's more an entertaining image than someone merely sitting down beside you and having a conversation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, lies do travel around the world, as CM Punk said, twice as fast. As the truth, before the truth has even put its boots on. Yeah, he was referring to uh, rumours that he, I don't know, you're, you're probably not following any of this at all, but he's in AEW now, the wrestling company, and he had a bit a bitter falling out with his friend Colt Cabana, Scott Colton, who also works there, and he was basically given a demotion recently um, in the company, and people were saying, people were leaking to the, the news media that... Uh, that a punk was meddling, and that's why it happened. It wasn't, apparently, and he addressed this. They had a press conference after a pay-per-view there the other night, and he was being very brutally honest about all sorts of things. But he called out Brian Alvarez. I'm sure you've heard of him before. 
mm-hmm. um, called him out directly about it and uh, addressed it with him. Um, it was very enter- entertaining. But uh, yeah, but I thought that was a great quote. And I can really, I can definitely relate to it. Like it, rumors, gossip, um, it's always accusations. Accusations. Well. It's always more interesting than what actually happened, which is usually far more bland and mundane. Yeah, and it's a powerful weapon that can be used against people if you accuse some someone of something. People are going to always remember that accusation, and it's really hard to uh, prove or disprove sometimes. Yeah, I remember my old boss used to say this, and he'd be like, "I mean, if you, <laughs> this is for very kind of low brow stuff. I'm sorry, but like he's like, if you say that I am a rapist, the headline will read X person accused of rape." Now, it doesn't matter if I ever raped anyone or if I ever will in the future. It'll always yeah. hang about me, accused of rape. And it's just because you've said words, you know. And I'm, I'm not, yeah. This is a huge, much bigger snowballing point that I'm already... Yeah, we can't go into that no. with any sensitivity or nuance of the feckin' check-in at the end of the show. Sorry, uh, <laughs> But it was, it was a point he used to make, and it wasn't yeah. related to Me Too or any of that type of stuff. But it was a... Like, it's a thing that could linger... Um, and all it yeah, would have had to have been was an accusation. It doesn't have to be factual. No, I was actually thinking of something along those lines, even like with the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing. Yeah. Because she's accused him of lots of things mm. and that really affected his career. Um, but I think it was the a lot of that has maybe been shown to be lies and some of it's true. But the lies themselves had the impact yeah. on his career. Yeah. Etc. Yeah, and that was out there for public consumption. I mean, you, when you're reading people's text messages and things, I, I think that's far too uh, <clears throat> public. I don't know. I don't know why that information was made public. Uh, yeah. It, 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 yeah, it was though. Anyway, all right. Um, that's uh, well. That was that was a good lunchtime feckin' checking. Well, lunchtime. What are you talking about, Jimmy? Shh. Well, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Evening feckin' checking after work. After after work, definitely. Um, <laughs> No. Yes, it was. It was. It was good. Good to get back in the saddle. Uh, and thank you very much for facilitating that. As you know, I am very uh, sleep deprived and uh, child focused and parent focused. Yes. Yes. I, I, I'm liking <laughs> your so. your new room there as well. It looks like a, a great little spot. I, I did see it obviously thank in the you. flesh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's relaxing for for this type of thing. And I work up here as well, so it's nice. I have my own personal toilet yes. over here. Oh, I saw it. I was in it. You didn't use it. I didn't it. use it, no. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it for episode 45 of the feckin' check-in. Hopefully we won't leave you waiting six months for the next one. I think now that we're at 45, it makes me think we're very close to 50. Yeah. There's going to have to be some sort of celebration or some sort of bizarre kind of yeah. voices or something or a live podcast in the international. <laughs> I don't know. Well, stranger things have happened. Or the warm-up act for the next, uh, um, what would we say, uh, Night Demon gig <laughs> will be us doing a podcast on stage. Yes, that would be excellent. No, not really. Could arrange that. Yeah. Very, very quickly and very interestingly, um, I was asked by uh, Mick Wall, the writer, to try and organise an event to do a live Q&A with him or I would be on stage and he'll be answering questions and oh, wow. interviewing him about his career. Um, it's t- tying in with a Ronnie James Dio documentary, who's a singer who was in Black Sabbath and other bands. But uh, it's showing in the lighthouse. And I, mess- I, po- I posted on Twitter that I was going to be going to it. And he got on to me a few days ago. He's like, let's do a bloody live gig. You can be on stage. I- we'll sell tickets. You can take a cat. And uh, I, try- I tried to really, really tried to get the ball rolling and get interest, but it was too short notice, really. Um, yeah. But he's, he he hopes to do it in the future, not necessarily That's a brilliant tied idea. in with that. That's a brilliant idea. Mm. I think that would be class. Mm. I'd love to go to that. Yeah. Be and he's like he's worked with every big fucking rock star in the world, so it doesn't need to be tied in with that. It could be tied in with anything. <coughs> uh, yeah. But he's up for doing it in the future anyway, so I think that could be very well, good. One other thing that you could consider for your podcasting, because at this stage you're much more into it than I am, for like you just etc. We've talked about it before, which is it's great to see. In fairness, <laughs> <laughs> um, is I notice a lot of podcasters have little clips they put on TikTok. Yeah, like and it seems to be very big now that like there's like reactions to things or it's it's a really good way to get engagement i know I and it is you're right as well it's just tiktok i know we did our little experiment i was only chatting to another lad there the other day he's an irish lad who does a metal podcast as well um, and i got introduced well not introduced him i suppose i kind of started chatting to him recently on facebook and it turns out he's going to a festival that i'm going to as well but um he was saying that he's looking into tiktok and i was trying to sell the bonuses of twitter 
and he was like, no, I just can't do Twitter. And I was like, I think I'm too old for TikTok, though. I just, I don't, I, I, like, I, I, we did our little experiment with it, obviously, on Open Us, but, like, I couldn't be arsed learning how to do it well. So, because I think mm. that would take a lot of time. Um, mm. I think, like, I don't know how much buzz it would actually generate for real. You know, like, people might like the mm. TikTok clips, but are they actually going to go to the, like, do people who like TikTok want to listen to a, one hour and 17 minute podcast no but <clears throat> i think the podcasters that come up on my feed on tiktok are it's like a clip from them and is it a video so or audio clip it's a video clip and it's them in their podcasting gear and is it them interviewing somebody it's them interviewing someone or them commenting on something and it's like it could be 30 seconds or a minute mm. and then that makes me want to listen to more of their podcast okay well i actually have loads and loads of videos of all of the interviews I've ever done, and I've never used that content for anything. Uh, yeah. And I did start messing around with video editing software recently there for the first time ever, and I found I picked it up fairly quickly. Uh, I was only yeah. making small little edits to something. Um, could be an option. I, I do have all that footage. It seems, I've always kind of thought, like, I'm sitting on that footage and I've never done anything with it. Uh, mm. It seems almost like a shame to, to waste it. You could just pick the kind of juiciest bit and mm. put up a little clip. Yeah. Exactly, and then you put a little description <clears throat> at the bottom of it, so anybody who doesn't understand the context just can zone into that mm. thirty seconds uh, clip. Yeah, yeah. so interesting. I might, interesting. I might look into it. It, it. it seems like it'll take a, probably more effort than I'm willing to invest in it, but at the same time, well, that's fair enough. I think that's the best way to judge these things is like before you take on anything new, is just look at your resources, look at what's required, and then yeah. be honest with yourself. That's what I'm trying to do as I get older. Also, like the, the, the level of popularity I have now, I'm quite comfortable with. Massive popularity kind of scares me a bit. <laughs> so like being a known on TikTok, I don't really know if I want to, uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure. So what happened there, listeners, is that uh, my microphone cut off and I made various jokes about lovely bottoms. And in the context of that, I gave a shout out to lots of trainers, friends. <laughs> it's kind of lost the time, but it's it was lost. hilarious, unfortunately. It was, it was funny at the time. Oh, no. and, yeah. uh, yes. Now it's gone. Anyway, that's... Completely that, gone, out of context, etc. That's what happens. Is your uh, connection on your mic a bit dodgy? Yes, yeah. as always. It always has been on the Blue Yeti microphone. I, I had to shell out for another one there recently because of that. Um, this one's working fine. I also noticed pointing it the opposite way is much better. Um, I saw a little um, tip about that online. Uh, mm. So I have it pointed away from my face now instead of towards. Right. It picks up okay. less breathing and shit like that. Anyway, um, right. Great. Irrelevant microphone shite aside, that's going <laughs> to do it for this episode of the Feckin' Check-In. We hope to be back maybe again this year this calendar year we will be back soon yes uh, so that yeah that's it it's hard to end these things right i don't know if i said feck off yeah. already but etc feck off feck off <laughs>